During this episode, Sean O'Malley, CTO of Monocle Insights, joins us to discuss how his company is providing precise, simple, and actionable healthcare data to address the industry's toughest problems. With a background in behavioral economics and machine learning, Sean brings a unique perspective to healthcare innovation and shares with us his passion for injecting insight into an industry drowning in noise. While together, Sean stressed the importance of building skills and maintaining curiosity to make a meaningful impact. Sean also outlined the challenges of selling healthcare products and how Monocle Insights has pivoted to meet its clients' needs. By operating outside of a traditional healthcare system, Sean's company has been able to find solutions to complex problems for the industry. Join us to learn more about the exciting innovations Sean and his team are building at Monocle Insights. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Sean. Welcome to our podcast, my friend. It's great to be here. Well, given your passion and expertise in social network science, data engineering, and behavioral economics to deliver solutions that redefine healthcare delivery and operation models, I'm eager to dive into this conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping, Sean. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Sean, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the Monocle Insights team are shedding light on the blind spots in healthcare and injecting insight by adding precision to market-wide healthcare data in a manner that is simple, approachable, and actionable. But first, Sean, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? I would say more than anything, you really need to figure this thing out and drive. Build up your skill set. Healthcare really needs any skill set, any and all skill sets. But build that skill set in really a marathon style because things are constantly changing and really nurture that sense of humble curiosity because in an industry that's deeply human as healthcare, it's going to be flawed, even irrational at times. But the center of healthcare can really be some of the most beautiful experiences we can have. And we really need a milieu of folks to help stuff out. I absolutely love it, Sean. You know, what's so interesting about what you just mentioned is this is something, at least for me and, and my journey in healthcare and innovation, I've been doing this for quite some time. It feels the longer I'm in it, the less I know. This industry is so complex. There's so much to learn. And to your point, it almost just keeps you humble, right? I mean, just because of the complexity thereof, it's an incredible place to continue your educational journey in an industry, especially if you've dedicated your career to it. Sean, we're going to talk about your story career leading up to Monocle Insights. Is this a mindset that you've always had even leading into founding your own company? I would say the real world kind of had to beat me down a little bit. I was academically capable and I thought all you had to do was be right. And healthcare, 
really helped spark and nurture a lot of my interest in behavioral economics. I was an economic undergrad and really understood the concepts, but it wasn't until you encountered irrational people in the world and tried to solve problems for them and realized that I can only solve this problem in a language that they speak for it to actually be realized, that all of a sudden there's this additional dynamic to solving problems. It's just been fascinating. Wow, that is very powerful. And it's so true. You know, a lot of times we look at the healthcare industry and you think that here is a rational solution, solution X, but you're approaching it with people that may have irrational thoughts on how this may or may not work or how it may threaten their fiefdom, if you will, how it may threaten status quo. Sean, this is how it's always been done. Why would I change now, right? We have that orthodox. It seems like it's completely embedded in this industry. But I will say, you know, I'm very fortunate to be on these front lines like you are with the innovators and the change makers and these people that are just really working their tail ends off to move the industry forward. I feel the tone. I feel that culture within healthcare is starting to change and people are understanding we can no longer keep doing what we've been doing over the past 30 years. And it's a fascinating and, you know, exciting time to be in this. And of course, you and the team are in it at the right time as well with Monocle Insights. We're going to talk about why you launched the company, how it's going, how we can help you out, and much more after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation. Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit catalysthealthtech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Sean O'Malley, CTO of Monocle Insights. Sean, thank you for teeing us up on the front end. It is a wonderful time to be innovating in healthcare. But as you mentioned, you have to bring a little bit of empathy. You have to understand where the leaders and where the decision makers are coming from in this industry. And you mentioned, you know, this notion of studying behavioral economics. It's a fascinating topic to me too. So maybe we'll touch upon that a little bit. But of course, Sean, luckily, hey, you're also a Denver guy. You are one of our leaders in our community. I've been following your journey for quite some time, but let's get after. Let's talk about why you and the team launched Monocle Insights. What were those aha moments? How did it come to be in the first place? Now you're almost celebrating your two-year anniversary as a company. Congratulations. That is a huge milestone for any startup. And then, of course, we'll talk about where do you see things heading as, a, you know, an industry, what we need to be mindful of, maybe how we can help you out a little bit as well. But, Sean, give us a little bit of that founder's journey. How did Monocle Insights come to be in the first place? Yeah, so it actually, a lot of this, in a weird way, started in a hostel in Chile. I worked in the advertising industry and really was involved on the ground floor of research and development in the advertising space simply because I love data science. I wanted to be a data scientist at the time. The only place that were hiring roles like that was the advertising industry. Healthcare quite hadn't caught up, right? 
in doing that, I found that my head was satisfied, but my heart was lacking. And so I moved to South America and helped with medical missions and found a real home in healthcare and really is thinking there has to be opportunities here. And when I ran out of money in South America, I basically thought, you know what, I need to go see where in the US I could maybe help in healthcare. One of the places I applied was that it's of Centura Health, where I had an amazing interview at this Chilean hostel over the phone with Ray Diot, who was the chief data officer at the time at Centura Health. He and I just clicked. We get it. We understood each other really quickly and really were loving kind of calling BS on the industry in a way as well. And I knew I just had to come work for him. Upon coming to Centura Health, I helped on the innovation team, helping things such as breast cancer with things such as supply chain. And then all of a sudden COVID hits, right? And now all of a sudden we're trying to figure out what's working, what's not, what data do we have to make decisions, what data don't we have? And also now beyond just solving epidemiological problems, (laughs) we are running into financial issues or financial challenges, so to say, right? And we're looking at what ways can we start to claw back money? One of the ways in which we found was that this challenge of network leakage, right? So to those who might not be aware, providers have a series of referral relationships. Oftentimes, those referrals will end up to providers not owned by the system who pays their bills. What's fascinating about it is in particularly competitive markets, such as Colorado, it actually creates a giant data gap or really an information failure for the health system. So they actually cannot see where things go. And HIEs and kind of the fire kind of standard, et cetera, all of it is wonderful, but it does not tackle the challenge of the competitive misincentive or disincentive to really share anything terribly useful. So my job for a period of time was find out what you can see from the outside. And I thought, boy, I am sorry, guys, I really think I can only see 10% of what happens outside of our walls with any level of line item specificity. We tried to tackle the problem within Centura. And then Ray and I kind of just looked at each other and thought, we have to leave and build this thing. Really spent the course of the next year trying to understand the data marketplace, understand what can be seen, what cannot be seen, finding a huge gap in the sense that longitudinal patient journeys at a rate that is incredibly high. So think of if you can see 20% of what's in the market, your advice is directional. If you can see 90% of what's in the market, now all of a sudden you're talking economics. And we really wanted to marry really quality pricing with high quality, high fidelity data, longitudinal journeys, as well as a really nuanced understanding of affiliation. So now all of a sudden you have really the healthcare economy being built. We spent the course of the year building the relationships necessary to pay for it when we were capitalized in February of 2021. So we're still fairly fresh. That being said, upon building what we ended up calling kind of as a quip, the care universe, right? Which is really this economics of healthcare data set. We oriented it toward the network integrity problem, finding that on average, healthcare providers leak 300000 to $1.2 million a year to other systems. Now, of course, you want the best care for patients, but what the data actually show are that these patient outcomes struggle from a lack of continuity when folks are bouncing around all over the place. And so what economists would say is really the monopolization of a care journey is good. 
monopolies in healthcare, not so great, but that own a care journey from end to end. That's something that value-based care is trying to do currently, right? But what we offer is a path within really fee-for-service or value-based care to see everything, to make sure journeys go where they need to go. And now all of a sudden you have ownership over a journey kind of from soup to nuts. And I would say after building that problem and really tackling the care universe and what we came to call care integrity, we realized that these same information failures exist in multiple areas in healthcare. So we found that health tech companies were always kind of begging health systems for their data to prove their value, to understand the opportunity that exists, to show, you know, for some of the startups that don't have much, to show, hey, I have a good idea and it would work, but I can't even get access. And, you know, there are things like synthetic data, but there's nothing like these are real patients that went through your practice and had X, Y, and Z happen. Therefore, we believe this opportunity is A, B, or C. To tackle that challenge, we ended up building what we called Care Query, which is turns all of our care universe into a search engine, but not in the big, ugly way that a lot of folks usually traditionally interface with data. It's actually in the context of a journey. So I want to see encounters where there's this gastroenterologist who saw this procedure at this facility with this kind of doctor in the New Orleans metro who's under 15 years old, right? This sort of conversation now is so much more approachable than the data market to date. The data market to date is, hey, we have petabyte of data that's completely messy, not tied to anything useful. If you want to see that, you're going to have to pay for the entire United States in one giant swath. And they're missing out on large swaths of the market that are actually doing the work (laughs) and actually doing things these passionate pioneers trying to make a difference. In interfacing with Care Query, we had the opportunity then to watch the kinds of questions health tech and health systems are asking, which is really, really fascinating because what we found is there's really three categories of use cases for Care Query. That of outreach and account-based marketing, right? I want to see who does what and how much, right? That's pretty straightforward. But the additional bit was that of opportunity and impact. And we began to develop what became our care impact product, which is oriented around the causal impact of certain products, services, or general interventions to a care population. Insofar as you can say, let's actually take a real example of a company that I know of. We don't work with them, but I'll use it as an example. So there's DexCare, right? They're a digital front door right? Their primary metric of ROI is net new patients, right? And net new patients is fine, except for the fact that a digital front door has vastly more uses than net new patients. Things such as network integrity, things such as lifetime value, return rates, etc. All of those things are incredibly impacted by a tool like that. But folks such as that don't necessarily have the tools to show that off. And what we've been working with is both health systems, health tech, and consultancies at better identifying value and the causal impact of the interventions that they bring. So, Sean, lots of impact there, and thank you for setting Sorry. this. No worries. <laughs> thank you for setting the stage and sharing how you and Ray Ray. I also know a big fan of his. He's done wonderful work, and uh, you know, guys, you both work for an incredible health system, Centura, of course. But you know, let's kind of unpack a little bit of what you described there and kind of how you teed us up. 
you mentioned that you and Ray said, hey, we need to leave. We need to go and build this. So first and foremost, what has been the problem? Why did you have to go build it? Maybe some people learning about your technology and, and some of the you know, product stack that you guys are building for the industry. Why hasn't it been done? What has been the problems? What's been holding back other innovators to build what you guys have had at Monocle Insights? Is it a timing thing? Is it uh, capabilities in regards to what is out there in regards to technology and all that? But why can't health systems do it themselves? Why did you guys have to go and do it? What were some of those barriers of why this hasn't been done before? I would say the barriers are two part. The first one that we were able to overcome are that both of us were somewhat outsiders who had cut their teeth in the healthcare industry for a while. We understood that there was more to the world than what we could see. And Ray, with a really extensive DOD background, myself with advertising and public health background, all of a sudden comes together and we're asking questions differently than someone who may have come up through the industry in a different manner. I would say additionally, innovation is really difficult within health systems and a lot of health systems really struggle to do it. More often than not, they end up effectively purchasing innovation and having a team oriented towards the purchase of innovations that they bring in, integrate, et cetera. And we felt that to be innovators, it is actually probably the best stature to be existing outside of a health system. And I appreciate that and you're spot on. I mean, it is tough to innovate on the inside sometimes. And sometimes you have to go outside of those walls and do exactly what you and, and Ray are doing. So then of course, also Sean, Everybody can be uh, proud of their own baby, right? And then company that they've built, but you know as well as I do, it doesn't mean squat in regards to what we think of our companies. It's the response and the feedback from the marketplace of what really matters the most, right? Let's just call it out, right? And so how has that response been, Sean, in regards to, you know, users, whether it be health tech companies, health systems or otherwise, what's the response been of what you have been able to do and unlock for these organizations? Yeah, it's been a journey. I would say, first and foremost, the behavioral economic aspect does come forth very strongly with health systems. You can put millions of dollars of opportunity in front of someone and realize that there are 15 obstacles outside of that dollar amount that mean a lot to them. Really appealing to the choice being the smartest, but not only the safest choice, has been a fascinating sort of loophole that we've had to learn the hard way. Early on, I thought the math is the math, guys, come on, right? And we had enough failed kind of attempts at selling in that we thought, no, we need to appeal to the values of the persona. Also other companies, right? Beyond health systems, like health tech companies, right? Because I've heard that time and again, you know, I've been fortunate to work in the health tech innovation space for many years. I have also a health tech entrepreneur myself. You're spot on, right? Like it is sometimes very hard to create those unlocks for what you just mentioned earlier. What has the value been for some of those health tech companies that you've been working alongside? Yeah, that has also been a journey in the sense that Care Query, right? A search engine that searches the care universe, right? Seems really great. We found that it was difficult to offer open-ended questions to not quite sophisticated enough health techs they kind of had analysis paralysis and their continuity and understanding of the ROI that it will bring their organization was a little bit nebulous, right? To us, we could say, oh yeah, obviously as a data scientist, A, B, C, D, E. But we had to learn that sometimes we have to bring them that last mile and what are things that they care about? So in addition to Care Query was the idea that they would love to be able to quantify ROI of their product. 
then they'd like to be able to translate that ROI into understanding what are the opportunities that exist in the market so that I can walk in on day one and tell I'm selling a health tech product and I want to sell into a health system. Well, I can actually tell them what their opportunity is with us because I have the numbers and I brought my own data, right? That's what folks are wanting. And we're realizing that we do have personas along the way that will want every one of these products. But for a certain group, we've had to learn the hard way. No, they want answers, not just a pile of data sometimes. You know, and also let's get back to the health systems. You know, obviously people say, oh, the healthcare system is broken. I actually flip it on a set of stairs. It's actually working exactly how it's been designed by some very powerful uh, levers within the uh, marketplace, whether you like it or not fee-for-service is working exactly how people want it to be working. But I'll digress on that, Sean. The reason why I teed it up that way is I am personally very excited about value-based care. We seem to be very thematic on our episode with these entrepreneurs and innovators that come on, no matter where they are within healthcare. And, you know, I'm, again, personally really excited of what the potential of value-based care and where it can take our industry and really our country, if you will, given this is the largest industry that touches pretty much every single American in the country. So with that, Sean, how do you see Monocle Insights continuing to help impact positively for organizations to continue to that one foot on the dock, one foot on the boat to get off of fee-for-service into value-based care? How has that experience and that journey been to help? And even through conversation, how has that been really thinking about how do we continue to move players within the industry more towards a value-based care type of uh, mindset, methodology, and practice? I think there's an interesting aspect around ownership of a care journey and responsibility of it that Monocle Insights and sort of the care integrity concept or the idea of owning more of a share of a care journey brings. It's sort of these training wheel to value-based care and a lot of the metrics that you might care about, optimizations and referral behaviors, et cetera, kind of occur at the micro level, at the individual provider level to say, you know, Bob, you should refer to Sally instead of Sarah because of not only the affiliation, but she's a higher quality, she has better outcomes, et cetera. Now, all of a sudden, those conversations are happening at the micro level beyond, yes, we've implemented this payment system for a 10% of our population. Let's hope it changes behavior, right? That is really exciting. And it's such a great way to look at it, right? Because you're 100% correct. We always seem to always be talking about the macro levers that we need to pull to get towards value-based care. But I love how you feather in there. These micro layers is very powerful. So Sean, let's go ahead now. Let's grab the crystal ball off the shelf. Let's talk a little future state. We kind of just did. I mean, heck, value-based care is still something we're not quite there yet. Obviously, I say that jokingly, but hopefully one day we'll get there. But let's take that crystal ball off the shelf for a bit, Sean. Where do you see things heading for our industry on the macro, given what you and Ray have experienced, obviously, with your time together, not only with your organization, but of course, with Centura, while you're inside an incredible healthcare system like Centura. Where do you see things heading kind of writ large for the industry? And then, of course, where's Monocle Insights going to be over the next two to three, three to five years? I think that healthcare's relationship with data has a lot of room to grow. There's a lot of really important data that's sitting on the shelves. I went to health this year, the HLTH conference. Everyone is loving to be the setup man right now, right? I've set you up with this data that might do this, that you can maybe do A, B, or C with, right? No one wants to really bring it home, right? And I think that future state crystal ball of US healthcare is us wrapping our mind around the best utilization of multiple data sets to solve really specific problems. Now, what's fascinating is trying to decide 
where on the fence that's going to live. Is it going to be consultancies? Is it going to be inside of health systems? Or is it going to be sort of this outsourced tool itself is so great that you don't have to worry about it? Monocle has sort of identified a gap in the current market in that there are consultancies who want to outsource that intelligence. There are data groups that think, oh yeah, you can just, you can figure it out. (laughs) And then we think that there's an opportunity in what we're kind of calling intelligence enablement, which is I'm going to come in with data that you might not understand at the start, will help you better understand it and help your team to integrate it everywhere. And then you guys, your team, et cetera, will really have a practice built around utilizing these data for better purposes. Because for better or worse, the patient at the end of the day is going to be helped by the health system, right? And they need to own that responsibility in some ways. And it's just how much we can help and how much ownership we can hand off in that equation that I see is an interesting future. It really is. Like I said, it's also part of, you know, from my perspective, it's a mindset as well. We need to be thinking like that think about the art of the possible within this industry that we can do these things. Because, you know, from my perspective, Sean, I think you can agree with this. There is a lot of incredible technology and innovation out there, ready to rock and roll, that is uh, stable and that is something that is consumable within healthcare. Got to start thinking differently. We got to start reframing how we look at the day-to-day of this industry and uh, not just continue to rely upon old status quo and old orthodoxy of this is how it's always been done. So, Thank you for sharing a little bit of what you see as a crystal ball and where we should and could be heading and uh, hopefully we'll continue to get there. So we'll throw the crystal ball back on the shelf for the time being, bring it back to current state, Sean. Of course, we always love to help our guests on this podcast. We have an incredible community rallied around it. What's one problem need or question that you and the team at Monocle Insights have that we can be helping you with? Yeah, so we're raising another round and really we're having a lot of luck, at least philosophically and culturally with strategic investment partners, particularly those aligned with health systems, to really perfect our product suite. Ray and I did not get into this to sell things and make a bunch of money. We're here to help people. And we want to bring folks the last mile. And we have the data capabilities to really make that happen. And we're well on our way. But we find that a strategic partner and strategic investor will help us answer questions and build things the right way. And that's really our number one goal. Excellent. And for those folks tuning in that can help along those lines, uh, Sean, how do they get a hold of you? Contact points online, social media handles, or otherwise, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So you can find a lot of our stuff on www.monocleinsights.com. You can email me at somalley at monocleinsights.com. And we don't have a Twitter handle or anything like that, but we're fairly active on LinkedIn and have a blog that we curate with our economic and data science nerdery. So feel free to go check those things out as well. Nerdery. We're going to make that an official word. I love it. I don't think I've ever used nerdery on this podcast. And I absolutely love it because I can tell, I trust me, I've been able to engage with you for quite some time now. And I know how much you love this stuff. It is so cool. Before we get you out of here, Sean, we have one more piece for you. We need to ask, how do we continue to support your journey? And through that, we need to know what keeps you passionate. So I need you to fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I get the chance to use my creativity, talent, and old-fashioned persistence as a gift to the health of others. Absolutely love it. Way to bring it home, Sean. 
And thank you so much for being with us today. All of those contact points to get a hold of Sean for our community, you can find them in your episode notes. Just scroll on down to get a hold of Sean and the team or head on over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Sean's episode. Please reach out to Sean, get a hold of him and the team and be able to help to continue their incredible and impressive and important journey as they continue to work to reimagine our healthcare industry. But for now, Sean, I'm going to let you get back. We're going to put the podcast microphone down, let you get back to causing the good trouble with your team at Monocle Insights. But for now, thank you for being with us today. Really appreciate you joining up with us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.